0: This is the Team Clear Coat podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars.
1: We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun. We might actually learn something along the way. I'm
0: Ian. And I'm Dave, and this is our show. Ian. Hi, Dave. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great.
1: Uh, we have a guest on the podcast today. We do. It's Ike from the Untitled Car Show. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Ike is Hi, uh, well hydrated tonight. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. What are you, well, what are you drinking?
2: Um, I just literally raided the liquor cabinet to see what I had. So <laughs> I have like vodka, Jose Cuervo, and a little bit of a drink suggested to me by a guy I had on, which is Legacy Blended Canadian Whiskey. So wow. uh, I have all all the good stuff.
3: Please,
1: Please <laughs> tell me you did not mix all those things together <laughs> because that sounds horrendous.
2: <laughs> There's a... So I used to be roommates with a bartender, and he, has a, he had a very simple rule, which is if it sounds terrible, it probably tastes awesome, which <laughs> is why Red Bull of vodka works out so well. Okay. <laughs> like you take terrible things mixed together, and it comes out awesome
3: oh all right right. so if you
2: hear any ice clanging that's what's going on everyone i tried to use a plastic cup to kind of reduce that but
0: (laughs) i I
1: like that i like that that's right i'll make i'll make dave edit all that all that out
2: (laughs) yeah oh you guys edit you guys are high speed
1: (laughs) well that's why we do half the number of episodes that you do (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) that might be part of it yeah we I so, just so started doing two episodes a week, so that's, you know... Yeah,
1: yeah you're, you're, you're nothing if not prolific, that's true. Mm-hmm.
2: So, well, I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so let's get right into it. So, tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, what you're trying to do with your podcast and sort of how you approach uh, car culture. You know, everyone kind of has their little home in car culture. What What's yours?
2: Mm, well... As I look at it now, the best way I can describe it is it's kind of like inside the actor's studio hosted by Will Ferrell, if you remember those old Saturday Night Live things, but <laughs> right, for yes. the car community. So I bring on people who are way too big to be talking with me and ask them very stupid questions. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it, It's great stuff, I, my personal opinion, you know. I gotta work out my adverb usage, you know. I need to get at the source. I think is part of it, but <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's also this is weird not doing this with like a microphone in front of me instead of the little like Skype call thing. It's like it's like a different environment. It's un, it's uncanny.
0: It, it's throwing uh, you off. Just pretend you're on a conference call at work. It's okay. Yeah, uh, we, I'll edit out any toilet flush I hear. Yeah, I was gonna yeah.
1: say if I if I pretend I, like I'm on a conference call, I'd have to take off my pants because that's usually. Yeah. A,
0: how that works for me i c- do what you will uh, <laughs> uh, yeah we periscoped our last one we're not periscoping this one
2: <laughs> i you guys are doing some interesting stuff with what you got going on over there like uh, the periscope thing is very interesting oh thanks uh, it, it's kind of i'm trying to figure out how to use that the best use i've kind of figured out for it is like when i'm at the auto shows periscoping Yes. I have no idea what the hell you're supposed to do at an auto show <laughs> the, in particular.
0: I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we covered the Denver auto show. I saw that you covered uh, the DC auto show. Is that correct? And the New York auto show. And right. the New York auto show. So yeah, let's talk about how a podcast covers an auto show. At, like what you would like to do and you know what you, what you ended up liking when you uh, did it.
2: Well, first of all, I don't know. It's like the crappiest one is DC, I think. And you know god bless them for having me come to the show and all that but it's you don't get to meet all the like car enthusiast people in the dc show you end up meeting like um oh i you either get the people who are there just to set up the display and read some pace notes or whatever you want to call them like all i have is a notebook and this is what they tell me to tell everyone and i don't know what's Uh, going on
0: right some canned responses yeah yeah okay
2: so so like I am trying to work on mobile kit and like bringing that stuff around. I tried a little bit if on the New York auto show and I got to work a little bit on the audio on that. Okay. But it's, so I went around at the DC auto show and the reason you didn't hear anything from the DC auto show interviews is because literally every person I talked to and went, Hey, would you be interested in, you know, being on the show? You know, well, um, actually all I do is set up the, you know, display here or or I could just read some notes to you, but that's about all you can get. I'm like, Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. New York Auto Show was kind of the opposite I, I don't know it was it was more of a networking opportunity it wasn't almost about being at the show like for cars and like talking to the executives and everything it seemed to be more about like Oh, look, there's a person I know from the internet. Let me go over and talk with them. And I'll let me go talk to Ford and see if I can, like, you know, get interviews or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm from the Untitled Car show. Here you go, blah, 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 blah. And hand out the stick. It was almost like the cars were a secondary function to everything. Although I did touch a Bugatti and I wasn't supposed to. So,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, my goal was to sit in something I shouldn't have and get kicked out. Unfortunately, I did not meet that goal. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I, you touched a Bugatti. Yeah, you see that—that's going on your tombstone. <laughs> touched a Bugatti, and I wasn't supposed <laughs> to. <laughs> <Yes>. mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, we, we're uh, supposed to touch them. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you approached it in a, a much more intelligent way than we did because we, we we're so hapless that we didn't even make it to the uh, to the press days for the Denver Auto Show. Yeah. So we just went in with the general public and yep. uh, decided to cover it via Instagram. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. well, it's interesting. The general public gets more goodies. Like that was the thing that shocked me the most. I don't know if you guys thought the same thing. Like. I show up, and I'm expecting to get all, like, oh, I'll get all sorts of goodies, da-da-da.
0: Yeah, some swag.
2: Yeah, no, all I got, I got a Ford and a Kia bag from the DC Auto Show, and I literally just got a lanyard from the New York Auto Show. I'm like, this, what, where's all the swag? Like, what the hell's (laughs) going on? Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. It did, did
3: Mits- like,
2: I want free shit. That's the entire reason I'm in this industry. Like, give me free
0: crap. All you had to do was ask Mitsubishi. They would have given you a mirage, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen their booth at the Denver Auto Show. It was an exercise in sadness. Yeah, it was so sad. They
1: were, like, actually in a, like, dim corner. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: And
0: they had, like, three
1: cars. And two of them they don't make anymore. <laughs> it was very sad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... The- Oh, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, at the DC auto show that was it was like a day before Cyan announced they would died. And I showed okay. up and like you know, I'm walking around and no one like I, I don't know, I, I must not look like I belong places, which Lord knows I don't belong in like an auto show by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> but I'm walking around and the only people who like actively came up and sought me out were the Scion people were like oh, you want to learn about Saab? Sion, <laughs> oh, teach oh, you all fun. about Cyan? Please help yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> like we need press, and then like a week later, oh, I was very tempted. I don't know if you followed Jalabnik at all, but Jason Torczynski literally just put out the thing about why Saab should like bring the XB and like all the crazy weird stuff back. And I was going to go ask him about that. I'm like, ah, now I'll have another opportunity. And then they died. And then yeah. that
3: was it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the Denver Auto Show, it was after the announcement, and they were still out in full force. I guess they rented the space and booked the cars and said, we might as well show them. Yeah. And there was one very bored-looking attendee. <laughs> yeah. Or, or worker. Yeah yeah it was weird it was like seeing it was like a, seeing a zombie you know mm-hmm. yeah like oh no you guys are dead yeah
3: yeah yeah it was odd
2: yeah. at new york their display was almost like a like history study of scion it oh like, okay it was like oh we've been around for this long and we're going away but you know we're <laughs> still here for right now so enjoy us while we last like yeah no like you're sad you're stuck all the way in the back like the only people further away from anything happening is mitsubishi which is saying something yeah yeah, but, yeah. Like, i i shouldn't be so hard on them i i do have some of them coming on the show here soon so like <laughs> oh i love mitsubishi no i don't know you guys actually random question since i have you here and it's gonna be too long before i get on this show i like the mirage you guys like the mirage I actually like it,
1: so I, I I had one as a rental not that long ago, and I likened it to like I likened the handling to uh, um, like watching the room. like it's so bad that it's kind of entertaining again. <laughs> like it's so it's hilariously bad
0: and handling this, this is the one that had the b on the on the automatic transmission e, yes that you co- said bro i hope you're not looking for sport mode yeah that's, that's what that's the, what that know. stands
1: for that's uh, the only thing i can think
2: of yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> What the hell would B stand
1: for? Like, it, as it turns out, it, it stands for braking. So it, that's, it stands for engine braking. Yeah. So it's a, oh. coming down from long hills. So it's a CVT, so it doesn't really have like a low gear. So it, you, you put it in B to like slow yourself down on on big hills. B, slow your roll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> slow your roll, B.
1: You slow I, your roll. <laughs> I think I still think, bro, I hope you're not looking for sport yeah. mode. I yeah. think that's really what it stands that is for. the best, yeah. And they just said, B-, you know, braking for... Th-
0: this is why when you travel, Ian, you need to bring a label maker. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to relabel just all of this the stuff. Fix the car interiors that I rent. <laughs> yes, yes. Here's how you turn off traction control. <laughs> yep. well, yeah, that kind of stuff. That's a good idea. Um. So, it, speaking of Mitsubishi, I rented a Lancer, um, I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago. And Ian and I talked about this a little bit because sometimes a rental car will have like one endearing feature. Right? Like, for Ian, like, it was uh, really good uh, windshield wipers on something that you rented. Yeah. For me, with the Mitsubishi Lancer, it has an obscenely tiny turning radius. Like, co- like comical. Like, I flipped it into a U-turn. I practically wound up in the lane that I started from. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Mitsubishi, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, like, this is the kind of stuff we're grasping to now, but still I, I don't know I've, i'm
2: fascinated by them as a company and i, I got a whole bunch of questions i want to ask them and which is i'm so happy normally i don't so you guys got a little inside baseball i guess going on here and, but it, like normally it's very hard for me to get a hold of manufacturers and whatnot because everyone's very afraid of the long form which is why it's easier to get a hold of like journalists and everything like no manufacturer wants to sit down and talk to you for an hour right. and have you basically right. grill them on their product. Like It's like, eh, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Like So far, the only people I got was Cadillac, and that was very early on. And God bless those guys. They were absolutely fantastic to talk to. And I made the mistake. This is like new at the game thing. I made the mistake of talking to them right before an auto show. So they're like, I would love to talk to you about this, but I can't because we're making the announcement a week from now. Like, oh, oh shit. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I have so many questions about Mitsubishi, and I, I don't know. I really want a – so they have all these weird engines that they could do this with, and this is kind of my goal. is I want to tell them they need to put a V6 in the trunk of a Mirage and make <laughs> a rear-wheel drive hatchback.
1: yes,
0: and, yes. Like like up. a Renault Clio, yes, no, exactly. the Renault Turbo
1: Five, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. uh huh, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the Clio, the Clio yeah. V6 too, yeah, yes, you're right, exactly,
0: yes, shit, yes, see, Ike's onto something here, I know, God, podcast alliance forming, <laughs> yeah, I yeah.
1: well, we get, you have two more votes for that, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> we would love
1: to hear that, see, and if I if I interviewed Mitsubishi, I think my opening question would just be. What the
3: hell happened? <laughs> exactly. You guys had so much cool stuff.
1: They were going to buy Honda 25 years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like
0: Honda or Toyota, one of them. It was it was Honda. They were yeah. going to buy Honda. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, my, uh, I call it my 401k, my loose change jar. I think that might <laughs> be my majority stakeholder.
1: At least the U.S. division, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so what are your thoughts on... I don't want you to give too much away before you interview them. But what are, what are your thoughts on, like, what the hell happened?
2: I, I honestly have no idea. And that, I don't know. It, it's such an interesting company to because they do so many, like, those Japanese brands. They do, like, everything. Like, you can get a Honda Loma or you can get a Mitsubishi air conditioner. Television, you can get all sorts yeah. of weird stuff from them. And I don't know. Like, I feel like Mitsubishi kind of was, like – uh. This is going to be a very nerdy reference here. So I hope you're listening. No, to go for it. Go like, for it. So like when Final Fantasy came out, that was like the last budget Square Enix had. It was like, yes. well, we're going to make this and we're going to call it Final Fantasy because fuck it. We're out of money. Yep. I didn't sell sold so well. It saved the company. I guess they were just Square or Enix at the time. I don't yeah. Know yeah. It that was just
0: Square. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: I told you some nerd would tell me. Yeah, but, uh, a,
0: <laughs> I guess guess which one plays video games? That's going to be Dave. Yeah, go on. And Einhander <laughs> is the best game Square Enix ever made. Go on.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: the 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 Mirage I feel was like their Final Fantasy it was like uh, we got just enough money in the change jar to make a car, so fuck it, we're going to design and build a car. And holy crap, it sold like hotcakes. Like what the hell happened? Like uh, so I almost wonder now that they're like kitty is full. If we're going to see any, like... Because Mitsubishi, with money, is a scary and wonderful thing. And right, like, that's how right. you get, like, the Lancer Evo. Right. You give Mitsubishi just a little bit too much money, and they come out with that. So, Or, or the 3000 GT VR4. Yeah. 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 yeah, So I'm curious to see what the next crazy, weird Mitsubishi thing comes out with. So I I feel like if the Mirage failed, Mitsubishi would be done. But since the Mirage succeeded by, like, beyond anyone's expectations, because... Let's be honest. It's it's like it's an okay car for the American populace and that's about as nice a thing you can say about right, it, right? Right. Yeah. So like it's a car Americans will buy it. We're good. So they're going to come out with something crazy, something weird and it's going to be wonderful or it's going to be too crazy and weird, and Mitsubishi's gonna be gone again, and I can't wait to see that product. So
1: here's so, here's what I'm hoping it happens.
0: Oh yeah, they, we need to take turns guessing because I want to throw one in. I, I I hope that
1: they pair up with what we've deemed as the most hapless multinational corporation <laughs> ever. FCA, yes, because FCA is now looking for someone to build small cars. And Mitsubishi and Chrysler had an alliance before; they did it before. It worked out pretty well, yeah. Ish. Yeah, there Ish. were some rough spots Ish. because yeah. again, Chrysler is kind of kind of shitty, but yeah. But Mitsubishi knows how to build a small car, and yes. and Chrysler is about to have zero. So, you know, okay, let's, okay, let's hook it up. What
0: I want to see is, I want to see the Starion two electric boogaloo. That's what I want. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it doesn't get any more complicated than that. I, I would be in the pitch meeting. I would just say, on 2, electric boogaloo, mic drop, sweep the <laughs> sweep the water jug off the table onto the floor, and walk out. Boom. Yeah. Nailed it.
3: Nailed it!
2: <laughs> you might as well just keep walking all the way out. You're just get kicked
0: out. Yeah, probably. probably. Uh, yeah. Uh,
2: I, I would absolutely love to see a rebadged mirage sedan as the new chrysler sebring because that would
0: absolutely fit yeah (laughs) yeah and then they make a convertible version of
2: it yes it would be hilarious
0: (laughs) um so one one thing that you mentioned earlier in your pod or in this episode of the podcast um was that it was just kind of an aside you said well you know what the podcast is now and so mm-hmm. I, I'd just kind of like to talk to you about how your podcast has changed, how you've maybe planned or not planned for it to change since you started podcasting.
2: Oh, uh, uh, So this is – so the podcast started out, me and one of my good friends by the name of Proc, which people remember if they're a longtime listener, literally just were having the discussion one day at work about cars. And at the time, I think I was still in – my dodge challenger the second one that was a piece of crap and it came to a point where i discovered he was good with microphones he was a bit of an audiophile and could like make stuff happen and i proposed an idea to him like i understand social media a little bit and i understand you know cars a lot and i have a couple other things i got going on but like i audio stuff is just a plain mystery to me And he was like, well, I can definitely set that up. So we kind of set it up to do a podcast and it kind of came out a bit as a like proof of concept. Like, well, we'll do this and then we'll see if that takes off and then we'll kind of branch off into X, Y, and Z. And then it ended up getting people listening to it, which was the weirdest thing that ever happened. Like, how, like, why are people listening to this? And it was kind of exponential at first. So like, we're at at a very comfortable point, like not, like we have an advertiser now, which is crazy. But, so we moved into that, and then the problem became, we had lives, and that was an issue, because I was getting married, and then I had a kid, and then Proc got married. So we just kept having these things happen, and then eventually, we ended up switching schedules with jobs, and it just ended up being a near impossibility for both of us to be in the same place at the same time which i'm sure like you guys you know no getting two people in the same room at the same time is almost impossible for whatever stupid reason
3: yeah right yeah. so
2: so it became a so there was a lot of hiatuses and a lot of like you know missed weeks missed deadlines and everything and it was it was a little pet project i always wanted to do cuz i do a i never shut up and b i like cars so this was a perfect combination so it just became an effort of I sat down and I had a discussion with Proc as to like what we're going to do about it and whatnot. And it was like, well, if you can get people and you can talk to them and make it a thing, then just, you know, go for it. And when we can get together, we'll get together and we'll do episodes. So like we sat down and like the weirdest thing, like I went back to for those of you who know, who, you know, or listen to my show on title car show dot problematic dot com um, it it was a matter of I came back and I interviewed a couple people from the community from Opposite Lock and then I on a whim emailed the uh, Bob Lutz yeah his publicist yeah and it was just like hey listen like I got this stupid show if you're interested in coming on like send me an email back and I'll talk to you and the publicist got back to me and said where would you like us to send the book and what time would you like him to call and I was like holy hell
3: yeah yeah like,
2: So I talked to him and it's we slowly got back a lot of the listeners that we had lost from the weird hiatuses and I just made it a point then to keep going from there. So I figured if I can do a week for a year, then I'm gonna be, you know, this'll just become habit and this'll just become the thing. And that's what I stuck to. It just an episode a week, every week for a year. And I think I missed it a couple times, but I've stuck to it pretty good. And then now I, you know, one of the things I always said is the moment I get comfortable doing something is the moment I kind of need to change it up. So I got really comfortable doing an episode a week and it was like, oh, I can do an episode a week. I can do it in my sleep. I can, you know, send emails, get a hold of people, interview people. You know, it's great. The conversations are uh, fantastic. You know, they're really enlightening. And, you know, I learned something, but I'm really comfortable doing this. So I got to make it a little harder again. So I'm like, all right, we're up to two episodes a week now. Got to you know, get fans or listeners to call in, like people who, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but like, you know, one of the, my favorite things listening to other big time podcasters in the community is, you know, people who call in and ask random questions or whatnot. Yeah. But I, I kind of always like the idea of talking to people who you would never hear from otherwise. Like, oh, here's a guy from Opposite Lock who... Has written like maybe like three articles, but is very interested in this whole thing. So let's get him on and we'll bring him on and we'll talk to someone else and we'll ask him a whole bunch of weird random questions and we'll have fun doing that. So that's kind of where I ended up there. But like the weird transition from the best episode, for those of you who have never heard the show who are listening now, is if you go back and you find the jason torchinsky episode where me and proc are both interviewing jason torchinsky and then the bob lutz episode that's kind of like the change there ironically it's in reverse order because of the weird way everything worked out but like the transition kind of happened right there so we got bob first and then we got torchinsky and then like our schedules married up where me and proc could be in the same room with torchinsky but like that whole like those three episodes: Bob Lutz, Traczinski, I forget who's immediately after that, but that's kind of like when that transition happened. So
3: okay, like yeah,
2: okay. So. I rambled there a bit. Did I answer no, the no,
0: question? No. Yeah, yeah, you totally. Did. You did. Yeah, I, I like that. He, interviewing Jason Torchinsky for us was really great too. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I yeah, know, we, we actually just had him on like a week ago. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. speaks a lot to just what an amazing person he is. He's h- hilarious. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, we had a great but, time. That that's really uh, interesting that it's a touchstone for you. I I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I think Torchinski is a touch. It's kind of like the. Beginning of being legit for every podcaster. Because if you can get the torch bug, you (laughs) got to make Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I expect great things out of you guys, seriously. But it's – I don't know. He, he's awesome, isn't he like what's yeah. your favorite article? Can I just gush over him for a second? like I absolutely love Torchinski.
0: yeah, I, sure
2: <laughs> yeah I, so wh- i I don't know why, but it will forever be one of my favorite articles on the internet of all time is his weird, stupid article about Volkswagen taillights
1: yeah he brought seen. that up yeah, yeah. He ta- we talked about that <laughs> yeah
2: I, 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 is this too much v w taillight talk that I just love that no, yeah. it's, it's that wonderful cross section of automotive enthusiasm that i just adore like people who put way too much time and effort into really random shit is just absolutely like i just love that for whatever stupid reason like and maybe that's why i enjoy talking to the weird random people i talk to but like Oh the taillights they changed but they didn't change in Italy they changed you know or they changed only in Italy and then this year Italy still had the same taillights because of weird regulations and then like if you take that and you extrapolate that down to I'm sure there's some weird Bugatti expert who can tell you the difference between each individual car or like you know there's I don't, there's always that weird guy and you always run into him at the car show too which drives me
0: Yes you know, yeah. like baddie, like
2: for whatever reason that guy in like physical form is just asinine but in like yeah you can't, written can't form, handle yeah 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 like you know there's a reason they call him carbores but like in like audio form or in like you know the written form just oh i absolutely adore him. So. yeah
1: and and that's kind of what it's one of the things that we want to do with 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 our show too this it, is something i always harp on about but um you know whenever whenever you identify that somebody has a a passion for something even if it's something you know nothing about or don't even care about you can usually identify with that and kind of latch onto it and it's it's trying to get i feel like the podcast medium especially is good for uh showing people who aren't into cars like the kind of the dorky side of it you know and i feel like in geek culture or whatever that's that's taken off uh, in recent years, with mu- music and movies and and books and everything, um, car culture kind of got left behind in that, and it it's still kind of regarded by a lot of people as kind of you know like for jocks and for right. for meatheads and shit. Right. But uh, but you know, there's a lot of us uh, really nerdy dorks who obsess over tail lights and <laughs> like and stupid I shit like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that yeah. can draw a parallel to a, a Square Enix game and a, an automotive manufacturer. No. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, it, it's true and i don't know i've been on the internet since i was basically 13 like you know got the stupid dial-up modem not even 56k like 28.8 right like that old school
0: with it but like like Carl i remember baud left- son <laughs> <laughs> what's your baud rate <laughs> 9600 all day <laughs> and i mean all day <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> who picked up the phone <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: exactly
2: <laughs> uh kids these days don't ever understand but it's uh it's fascinating to me that the like car culture didn't really hit like the early days of the internet was kind of all geek culture like like you had your like Homestar runner you had like you know the end of the world stuff you had, like newman's world uh of new, ones, what the hell I'm thinking of. new grounds I, I mixed up two things going on but like new grounds home star runner kind of like the early Bolton boards and everything and kind of the aspect that was left behind was like the car culture and you really didn't see it pop up prevalently until maybe like the drive or um like the smoking tire popped up online and then right. like that was like right at maybe the tail end of like I don't know what the hell everyone else calls it. I call that, like, the original internet, and then, in, like, the new age internet, like, Internet 2.0, like, we're like, oh, you didn't have to be a nerd to do HTML programming. You could go to, like, Wix.com and, like, make yourself a page. Right. Like, like, and you ended up with this, like, follow-through of, like, now all the nerdy people who drive Volvos or Saabs and, like, like station wagons, like, they all have a place now we can all, like, you know, hang out with each other and, like, listen to podcasts, and then you have... uh I lost totally. Lost my point. Maybe the alcohol is getting to me too much. <laughs> well, it, no, it, I, I think
1: fast, I think you're talking about you know car, car culture kind of presenting itself to the larger culture and and kind of being adopted by it. And I think and now ha- having that platform
0: to do it, yeah. w- with the internet, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and
1: and sort of new you know new Top Gear kind of coincided with all that too, where where it was uh, showing that cars were were fun and not just random facts to be memorized, yeah. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I still remember when Autoblog was, you know, just a plucky upstart and they got right. their hands on a Rolls Royce Phantom to review, <laughs> like legitimately got issued a press Phantom and like they were shitting themselves with glee, you know, like I, I just remember being caught up in that enthusiasm like that, like these are just people with a website. Yeah. You know, yeah, this is was like really AOL, right? yeah before, the, before they got bought by AOL. Yeah. The guy was driving his dad around in it, you know, <laughs> like that, like for the review, That is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But like this is where we are now. You know, car culture now has these outlets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: I, I think too, it's like there's an embracing of like car culture as like, it's not just a thing. Like you're, you're not just a car guy now. You can be like, people understand like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm into cars, but I'm into like, you know, even at the very more broad, like. I'm into repairing cars, or I'm into flipping cars, or, you know, I just really like driving cars, and then, like, there's this, I don't know if the general culture gets it, but there's like this breakdown in appreciation, at least amongst the people in the car community, of like, oh, I don't really like, like, uh, I don't really like old Volvos, but, you know, I understand old Volvos, or, like, uh, I'm trying to think of anything, like, bro trucks, for example, I don't understand bro trucks, right? but, like, Like you never see me driving one, right? But seeing someone who puts the time and effort into lifting a pickup truck and making it look nice, and the mechanics and the engineering into that, and like as like an end goal, I can appreciate it. I don't understand it, but I can appreciate it.
0: I I feel that way about donks. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. You stole the word out of my mouth. I was going to say or donks. Nice, nice.
2: (laughs) But there's certain aspects of it it, and again, I had bond. I forget the guy's name, but from Bond Speed Wheels on. And he's like, well, don't defend him. Like donks are a thing. Like I get it. Like no no one gets it. No one gets donks. But everyone can kind of be like, eh, I kind of, I don't know. It's kind of like uncanny valley. Like, you know, it's almost looks like a car, but the wheels are just a little <laughs> too big. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: uh, <laughs> I I think we have a a pretty good appreciation for dogs. Like I'm it's one of those it's like the uh, the the new car that that always springs to mind whenever this conversation comes up is the uh, the AMG uh, versions of the G-Wagon. Like Yes. Even even if I had unlimited resources, I would never, ever, ever buy one, but I'm just happy they exist out in the world. I'm happy that somebody is driving that monstrosity around, and I feel the exact same way about Donks. Like I feel like the world is just a better place... (laughs) for them being yeah. around, but I don't, I don't care to have one or drive one or ride in one or anything. I just, I'm, I'm just happy knowing they're out there
0: it, in the it, world. It, it's like having a physical manifestation of that YouTube video of a panda sneezing and, <laughs> and sc- <laughs> scaring itself or it's, it's little baby panda. Like like that right there makes the internet better. A donk makes the road a bit less safe, but also it brings just, a smile to passerby's face. Yeah, who doesn't yeah. want
3: a
1: Skittles... Themed
0: car on giant wheels—it's hilarious and great.
1: Yeah, not everything has to be serious and about lap times. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it's one of those things where you you don't want every car on the road to just be another stupid Camry. Like, there's a time and a place for having a Toyota Camry, but just having something just different, like because weirdly the last, you know, I've gotten a lot of tickets in my life, but. You know, I had to go to a class one time and I remember uh, the guy saying, you know, and I totally forgot what I was going to say. Damn you, uh, alcohol.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man, I probably—I made, I put way too much vodka in here. But, <laughs>
0: <no>. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought on that You, Ian, no, you happy- need to be drinking more beer and I need to be eating more taffy to keep up with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Oh no. The the issue is normally I just have like whiskey and tequila mixed together and mm-hmm. I, I'm like ah it's oh, not a record God, day. I can be awful. a little bit more loose. This is fine. <laughs> oh, that that was just plain. That was just I had a story and I literally felt it slip away as I'm talking. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, okay. I you were saying were a, you were going to a you were going to a class and you got a ticket or something. No,
2: I, I, I can remember that bit. I really literally cannot remember what he was
0: telling. <laughs> okay. <me. laughs> so here's what we gotta do. We gotta talk about something else and <laughs> it's gonna come to you. And yeah. when it does, just interrupt the shit out of us and g- and fire off that story. Yeah. yeah so yeah. So, I like it. so let's talk about fan <sighs> interaction. Yeah. Um oh. yeah, so I mean, one thing that we love is, you know, like we kind of mentioned, is that just putting us in touch with amazing people that we never would have talked to before. Like, we got an email from a guy in Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Jonas is going to get sick of us talking about I him, know, but I we know. bring it up like every show. We're constantly fascinated by the fact that we are international by like one person. Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, so talk about your history with fan interaction and how, how all that kind of played out for you. Well,
2: so, the way we kind of got started is we... Me and Proc went out, and, or Proc and I, whatever the hell the proper English is. Hell there we it. go. Uh, we're just getting into this wary bit here. I filled up a pint glass. I'm just going <laughs> to warn you. And it,
0: it's already
2: like seven eighths gone. It, at some um,
0: point, if we hear a thud of, of you hitting the floor, we'll just we'll play the outro music and it'll be all right. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was It was like, oh, look, there's so much vodka left in this thing. I should probably finish this off. Vodka goes bad, right? Yeah. that. But no, we, we started off. Um, and one of the things I did like, I went to, I went online, and I tried to find a place for us to kind of, like, stake a flag, like, you know, being kind of, like, on the internet as long as I've been on, and kind of having an understanding of, like, internet culture, I'm like, there has to be a place to kind of, I don't want to say take over, but, like, make an appearance, and, like, be a place where we intersect with people, so I, I went on, and I found Jalopnik, and Jalopnik, you know, Jason Trichinsky, great guys over there, I absolutely love them. I think I've, talk to everyone, and if I haven't talked to them yet, um, they need to send me an email, because I'm going to talk to them. But, I found Opposite Lock, which is used to be oppositelock.jalopnik.com which is now oppositelock.coninja.com and that's a whole thing associated with that. But, I found that and it's a great fan site. Like, it's not professional journalists going on and writing reviews and whatnot. It is people who enjoy cars writing articles and Oh, excuse me. They have a lot of um, aspiring authors there. So I found this spot, planted my flag, and was like, this is kind of where I'm going to set up shop. So, part of what makes the community so great is there's a lot of people on there who are super into cars into super weird ways. Like, there's, you know, this day in aviation history, which is, you know, you got like these mechanical engineers, you have guys writing stories about reviews they have on the rental cars you have guys who just write an article about like how they review their own car that they drive every day and then there's like you know random draws and everything and like questions and interaction going on that so it was a great place to set up shop so i would always when i got these interviews with like bob lutz or basically every week now where i get a guy on or a gal because there's been a couple of gals i ask them you know hey guys what would you like to ask these people like because if you're like Joe Schmo, you may never have the opportunity to talk to someone like, you no, know. That, that's um, a great
3: idea.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, like, for example, the when I'm talking to you guys now, the next interview I'll be doing tomorrow is with Mike Spinelli. So today I asked all of them, like, hey, what would you like to know from Mike Spinelli? And that's not normally something you might get the chance to do, which is ask him just a question straight up. It, beyond that, it turned into I have this great resource and I have these people from this site who are aspiring authors and you know people want to be in the community one way or the other and there is actually something I probably shouldn't talk about um, but I'm working on with a couple of them um, to do in the future here but it's a so stay tuned for that maybe in like Juneish I thought it'll car show dot com but uh, it's a I went to the site and I went. If anyone's interested in coming on the show, just randomly, just send me an email, which is untitledcarshow at rightfootdown dot com, um, and let me know. And I, the same way I'm talking to you guys now over Skype, I talk to these guys and gals over Skype, and we have some interesting conversations. And it's fascinating because I don't know. Do you guys go to a lot of cars and coffees meet?
0: We we've been to one and we need to get to more. Yeah.
2: Yeah it's i've been to one as well weirdly and it's like i don't know a couple car shows a couple other shows cars and Coffee, though i think is the best example it's like you go to cars and coffee and you can talk to some great guys about like oh you happen to own a lamborghini let me talk to you about the lamborghini you own you're gonna tell me a lot of nerdy shit about it or let me talk to you over there random guy driving the minivan but probably knows more about automobiles than everyone else here put together and you meet all these really random individuals there but on sites like Opposite Lock and our Twitter followers and people listen to the show, it's a great resource to have. And these are some fascinating people. And they know really random things about like really precise things about really random things and you wouldn't think of it. And I I don't know, I adore that aspect of car culture, like I said. I I find people really fascinating. And I think that's why I really like doing the podcast thing in general. Is, you know, I don't care if you're the guy from road and track and you wrote an article and you know you're making millions and millions of dollars or whatever the hell you're doing you have your story to tell and that's interesting but then there's the you know i've talked to some 18 year olds and it's like oh i just started driving last year and i drive a beat up like old saturn and they still have stories to tell and it's still fascinating because everyone's like we're all in the same community and everyone's story of how they get into it and like their understanding of it is absolutely mind-boggling like uh, i i don't know like i got into automotive as like a hobby when i was like starting to drive and then it turned into kind of a passion when i finally got money
1: right like, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we identify with that one yeah
3: with that pretty yeah. well yeah
2: like Oh, I don't have to drive a Saturn anymore? I can go drive something with greater than 120 horsepower? This mm-hmm. is fantastic. Like, holy crap, they make cars with four, 400 horsepower? Give me <laughs> one of those. like But, like, there's people out there who have lived their lives as an automotive enthusiast and have never owned a car with more than 100 horsepower. And yeah. I want to talk to them. Like, that's – it's I, – I I don't know. I, people I, are so fascinated. It's such a – uh, the thing that drives me nuts i'm gonna, i don't know I'm, i know i'm talking a lot here but you know you guys brought me on the
0: show so yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of the idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's our fault <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: like i had to put down a drink now i'm talking with my hands too much it's uh you have such a the thing that drives me nuts is you have a whole group of people on the outside looking in going like oh car culture that's just fast and furious blah 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 like oh it's just about like oh danger to the manifold bs and then you get down to it and you can find people who drive around weird shit that like it might be like one of like 500 examples and they're daily driving it like there's people who drive a volkswagen thing every day like what is wrong with you You're driving a (laughs) volkswagen thing but i want to talk to them i want to know what makes them tick like oh i drive it because of x y and z reasons and this like lack of like comprehension between like general culture and car culture it like this knowledge gap is just I i don't know it it kind of upsets me but it kind of like makes me feel like i've been accepted into this like great community because we have these guys where i'm like oh i have I've driven a Dodge Challenger and I've written some articles about it and I've done some great stuff with that car. I've driven across the country to Dodge Challenger. Oh, it's great. It's RT. You know, you get 400 horsepower, 20 miles to gallon. Drive all across this country. And that gets some um, eh. Like, people enjoy that. But then I'm like, oh, I bought a 91 Volvo that's beat to hell and put side pipes on it, And people are like, ooh, tell me more about it. Like, right, that's not yeah. what you would think right. car culture would be about. But that's <laughs> kind of what people enjoy. And it's this move and this recent trend from like, it must be like the last maybe five years at most, where you go from like everyone wants to know about, like, oh, the McLaren, you know, F1 is such a great car. And now everyone's like, yeah, no one can ever afford a McLaren in their wildest dreams unless you're fucking Mr. Bean. And now it's like, <laughs> tell me more about this stupid old, like, you know, Azetta bubble car because I really want
3: one. Right. Or like, right. you know,
2: like, and then we get back to like um, the, mur- the Mitsubishi Mirage. Like, it's such an interesting car because it is so accessible like there's an enthusiast right now probably listening who's driving around in mirage going like hell yeah mirage <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I, I don't remember what the original question is, but that's kind of what I
0: have to say. Well, no, that. no, we we were talking about fan interaction, and and I really like how I really like your philosophy, and I really appreciate it because you're you're giving everyone the same amount of respect. You're giving Bob Lutz the same amount of respect as an 18 year old who just learned how to drive, and that is that is a very valid way to treat things. I I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I never thought about that, but you're right, I'm like i i yeah Bob Lutz and the stupid people I talk to on Saturday shows are yeah. you know same level of respect, even though you call them one stupider
0: no, no mean, it, 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 you're no you're not you're not setting some kind of bar that somebody has to pa- pass in order for for them to get on your show it, yeah. it, and I like that you just they just have to show passion, yeah, and the the analogy that I always that i that I like to think about
1: is uh is actually Dave one of your former jobs okay you, when you worked at the record store yes you were just excited to see people buying records right yep. and it didn't yep. matter if they were buying a beta band record luther or,
0: vandross or luther vandross or whatever it was prince so prince has so many fans ian yeah but yeah. you know
1: but and they're passionate and they they have an opinion yep. and that's yep. that's that's exactly i think we we kind of live in that same area where we just want to have we want to show the rest of the world that there's an appreciation within car culture for all the little sub genres and everything yep. else yep um and i think there's a there's kind of a big room and a, and the podcast uh medium lends itself well to that so i, I yeah. i'm glad that there's more people out there kind of trying to do the same thing
0: yeah yeah no it's, it's great to see you and i i really appreciate it yeah
2: well, i appreciate that uh, uh and you like open my like eye like my mind's eye like holy crap like it is true like
0: you gave me the- awesome <laughs>
2: <laughs> whiskey and tequila really do go together <laughs> whiskey tequila and vodka god. oh my god
0: okay so spe- uh-huh. so speaking of trifectas yeah while you're still conscious yeah. let's do <laughs> let's play some fmk cars yeah dave Ooh. you want to explain it i will explain it for the listeners so FMK is that classic game of fuck, marry, kill Ian and I play it We call it FMK cars We play it with cars because we're nice people and don't play it with people Uh, So F means you get to drive the car for a day Hit it and quit it M means you marry it It is your new daily driver You have to take it as is um and K means you send it to the crusher immediately. So Ian and I are going to present you with three cars, and you just have to assign F, M, or K to Ooh. one of those cars, or to, to each of those cars. All right? So <laughs> yes. I, I I have a really super simple one loaded up, if you want me to go first. Yeah,
1: you go first. I okay. think we both have two. Yeah. Uh, so the first one will be without a catch. Yeah. And then uh, you know, super straightforward. We'll do one each, and then after that, we'll do one with a catch. And those those are where yeah. they get fun.
0: So sometimes, like uh, you know, we'll want to balance it out because the art is in making it a tough choice. You know, there shouldn't be an obvious kill. Uh, so sometimes we'll even it out with a catch, like certain cassette tapes are stuck in the tape deck of a car. Like I made Ian listen to fish. Um, yeah. Oh. Th- things like that. So. Um, let's see here. So first, the, the one I have, there's no catch in this. I call it one, two, three, four, fifth cars with five cylinder engines. Oh, nice. All nice. right. I like Ooh. this one. Okay. So well, I've I got ca-
2: such a hard on right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so th- this, I kind of balanced it out. Uh, we'll see. Okay. So first up, we have a 1980 Audi Urquattro. Okay, the original Audi Quattro, but this is yeah. only this is only the ten-valve version. It was a little slow, zero to sixty in seven point eight seconds. All right, but mm-hmm. it's but it's an Audi Ur Quattro. All right, yep. Then up next we have a nineteen ninety six Volvo eight fifty R sedan. Instead of the more, in my opinion, more desirable wagon, I'm giving you a sedan. Mm. Uh, but it is a manual, and it goes zero to sixty in six point eight. All right. Mm-hmm. I love the seven-spoke wheels that came uh, factory on the A50Rs. Those were great wheels. Um, then, lastly, we have a Mercedes-Benz W123 300TD station wagon, <laughs> five-cylinder diesel. All right, zero to sixty in about infinity.
3: <laughs>
0: zero to sixty in. Well, how much time do you have?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but the thing with this one is. In this scenario, it is in perfect condition and it will never break down. Mm.
2: Well it's a Mercedes, so that's a factual lie. (laughs) I
1: don't know, that era that era Mercedes, they were pretty Mm.
0: they were pretty stout. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so FMK Mm. what do you think? Are are you guys
2: familiar with my recent trials and tribulations with my Volvo V seventy R?
1: No, no, but my parents had one of those, and they had uh, nothing but a lot of transmission problems with
2: that. Uh, I blew a head gasket twice in a 2005 Volvo V70R. Oh, so, dear Lord. Mm-hmm, I absolutely adore and love Volvos to a fault, which is why I'm going to go ahead and kill the Volvo. <laughs> <850R>. Oh, no. <laughs> I, first of all, it's not a station wagon, so not a true Volvo, so I don't care that
0: much. <laughs> okay. All right.
2: <laughs> um I, I don't know. It, uh, you know, fantastic cars. Um, I just, you know, at this point, I, I just, I feeling a little hatred towards that our brand. You know, I wanted to keep it and it just, it kept hurting me. I kept fixing issue after issue after issue. Oh, just yeah. kept coming back. Yeah. But so that it, dies as penance for its V7DR <laughs> brother. But, you guys,
0: let that be a lesson to the rest of you R's out there. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I forgot my Homestar Runner sticker on the windshield, which I'm very sad about, which is not the car's fault, but I hold it against it. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that fire burns bright, buddy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: Uh, fan, so speaking of fan narration on that, I had a fan or I guess a fan, yeah, uh, help me fix that car Every turn, and it still was giving me issues. So, shout out to Eul, ul I can't figure out how to say his name on Opposite Life, but it's Ulysses. So, if you're listening, you know, I love you, man, but that car <laughs> had to die. but So, now I'm left with do i which one do I fuck and which one do I marry? Uh, I don't know. So, they're both German, so they're both making me good bratwurst as a wife. So, the question is coupe or wagon? And there was an old song that used to say, "If you ever want to, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife." So I'll fuck the Quattro and marry the uh, Mercedes. So okay, you know, it's got a little bit more junk in the trunk. It's a little bit slower, <laughs> but you know what? Like at the end of the day, I know she ain't gonna be cheating, so I'll take me with that Mercedes. Plus, I love station wagons, so I gotta marry station wagon. Not, I, you know, you
3: don't Quattro, have to
2: explain
1: station wagon. Yeah, love none over of us here. can argue yeah. with that logic. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Plus. Audi of that era was if you told your friend, Hey, I'm going to go out and buy an Audi and they didn't tackle you and put you in an insane asylum. <laughs> they were not a good friend. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, that's, I think, I like I think that. you've done well. Well done. Yes. 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 Okay. So the, the, here's the next one with uh no catch Wait, real quick. How would you answer that Ian? Um, yeah, I, I would, I think I would, even though I love wagons, I think I would crush the Mercedes because you <gasps> could y- you couldn't live with something that slow. It would just be too slow, and yeah, it, and, the, and the diesel. It, uh, yeah, I, I have to crush it, and then okay. I'd f the I'd f the Quattro and pretend I was Walter Roll, uh huh, for a day, yeah, uh, and then uh, I would I would marry the 850 R sedan and just hate my life because I know, like I said, my parents yeah. had a V70 R and I loved that car, but man, that thing was a. A nightmare. Okay. A maintenance nightmare. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see you killing the slow one. Yeah. All right. All right. So okay, so the next one is just stuff that was at the New York Auto Show. So stuff that debuted at the at the auto show. Mm. Okay, so two th- we're gonna start out with the two thousand seventeen Camaro Z L one. All right. All right, then we're gonna go the Fiat one twenty four Abarth, which Wow, that looks awesome. Uh, and then the Lincoln Navigator concept. We're going we're to pretend that's a real car.
0: And you get to keep the crazy Go wing doors. Yeah.
2: Mm. You know, I made it a point. I got there and I talked to Justin Hughes from Right Foot Down, which – you know, we're working, or I'm partnered with now, the Right Foot Down guys. And I made a plan. I kept saying, like, oh, I need to get over to Lincoln's booth because I need to look at the Navigator. And it never happened. Like,
3: Oh, really? Just,
2: <laughs> I was like, hey, we need to go look at Lincoln, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got distracted by minivans because that's how it worked. Well, ne- next so, time
1: next time we talk, we definitely need to talk about Lincoln because they're a point of obsession Oh, for my us. God.
0: We cannot stop talking <laughs> about
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but, I don't know. I, I love them, and I hate them all at the same time. I, I, but to the question at hand, I don't know. So let me see here. I hate SUVs outright, and I especially, I especially hate crossovers. The Lincoln's not a crossover. At least it's an SUV that's an SUV, but it's got those weird gall wings in the scenario. Right. Uh, you got the Fiat, and then I already forgot what the other one was. The
1: Camaro ZL1, the new, the new one.
2: All right. Hmm. Let me see here. Ooh, this is a hard one it's got me this is harder than the other one which i thought would be harder hmm. i think okay which one do i kill and when i said which one do i kill the first thing that comes to my mind is i killed a navigator just because like i i i just can't i can't drive an suv i, I just can't do it i have like no <laughs> I, it's a nice car it's an absolutely fantastic lovely car Lincoln, if you give me the option to drive one, you give me a press car, I'll take it all day long. But I just can't do it. I, just, I don't want to fuck an SUV, and I definitely don't want to marry one. So that's got to go in the crusher. Um, I don't know. Ooh, this is tough. Ooh, I don't know. I think I fucked the Fiat. I think that's what has to happen because I have to have space because I got a kid now. So I have to have space for the kid. So,
1: so I guess. like I like that you're justifying a Camaro as the as the practical one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic.
2: It's got a trunk, right? You can put stuff in the trunk. It does, yep. and L- a back listen, seat. I think it, it probably has a back seat. At the very least, weirdly, I I think it was Torchitsky who pointed this out. Like even the GTR Nismo edition. Has the connections in the back to put a child seat into it, right. even though it lacks a rear seat.
1: Yeah, with the rear seat deleted, so you can the, put a the kid seat in the back yeah.
2: of a car that lacks a back seat because the hookups are not removed. So I'm going right. to go with that. Okay. So that's the practical everyday <laughs> drive it around because I can put the kid in the back <laughs> even if there's a roll cage. Um, I love the new Fiat, and if it had an extra couple of seats, I would go with that. But yeah. I can't do it, so I got to kill the. I got to fuck the Fiat and let it go. All you right. know.
1: I like it mm-hmm. Yeah I
0: think you've done well there Yeah well done Yeah um, Alright you got You got one more Dave I, I do This is from the archives This is way mm. back In episode two And I apologize Up front For what I'm about To inflict upon you <laughs> mm. This one's called What's the frequency Kenneth All of these cars Have a cassette deck And even if they didn't They do now I, I found it I found a, an old Blaupunkt cassette deck And I've, I've badly Installed it into the car And they have a cassette stuck in the tape deck. You cannot turn it off. You cannot turn it down. You have to listen to it. You will be listening to it. So here we go. First up, this is a car I'm actually no longer allowed to use in FMK cars anymore because I used it too much. Third generation Mazda RX-7 twin turbo. All right. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to listen to the spin doctors the whole time yeah all that all right, time all that time spin doctors
2: all right you're, you're gonna have to forget my ignorance here what is the most famous spin doctor song uh
0: little miss can't be wrong yes little miss little miss little miss can't be wrong
2: oh it's like my childhood all over again yeah, though, right? yeah.
0: sorry yep okay then up next we have a uh dotson 240z all right. Mm, yep. Nice. Love the Datsun 240Z. Unfortunately, it has a fish bootleg stuck in the cassette player. Yeah. I almost punched Dave in the face when, yeah. he, when he gave this one to me. <laughs> Even though we're, we time. live in Denver where marijuana is legal, Ian and I are not fans of jam bands. <laughs> 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 and then lastly, a very weird Ferrari. The Ferrari 456 with the weird pop-up headlights. And uh, mm. in the cassette deck of this, it's, it's bootleg audio recordings of Art Bell. Do you remember that guy that used to do the coast-to-coast radio show with all the crazy yes. conspiracy theories?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I know Art Bell well. Okay, uh, all right.
0: Yeah. So you can uh, have a fry with Art Bell, uh, <laughs> like maybe like four hours just on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, east of the Mississippi call 1-800 blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. You're you're listening to Coast to Coast AM. I'm your host RFL. Up next we got a caller from Arizona. Caller from Arizona, go ahead. But I discovered the secrets of electricity. Yes. It's
3: actually yes. not protons yep. traveling. It's actually
2: ghosts and telephone wires. Yep. Huh. And how did you come across this? Listen, I know Arpel well. I used to work midnights. I nice. know exactly what nice. the hell Arpel is. good.
0: Uh, you, my listen, boy, every, Blue.
2: Every, Everyone in their life needs to work midnights just to understand the pain that it flicks on them. Yeah, so, it's, first it's of all, true. I don't care what car it's connected to, set the car with fish on fire. <laughs> then,
0: yes, thank you. I,
2: Fuck the Ferrari and go ahead and I'll drive Little Miss Campy Wrong RX I I don't give a crap. I'll, I'll turn the radio up. Can I turn it up?
3: <laughs>
0: you you go down in Team Clearcoat Podcast History for being the only person to ever ask for more spin doctors. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that you have you have charted into unknown territory. Boldly. Can you speak? Yeah.
2: Can it just be stuck on the refrain of that song?
1: (laughs) That just be madness. That's just madness in a tape. Yeah.
3: You go
0: on a road trip and you just get out like in in Hayes, Kansas, just like with a beard that suddenly grew six feet long. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You have PTSD from your tape deck. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I like
0: it. I'm just
2: imagining my poor wife and kid in the back. Oh,
0: oh, no. They would have left you a
1: long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you do that to a child, that's like a mandatory reporting type situation. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. All right. All right. We got one more. This is also from the archives. Um, This one is called Great Cars, Bad Behavior. So Ooh. so oh, these God. are these are cars and then they're paired with a thing that you do now. That is <laughs> you do this thing now and you're not allowed to apologize or modify this behavior in any way. All right. Ooh. The first one, Lancia Stratus But Ooh. you have to drive around with a small dog on your lap everywhere you go. <laughs> This one to me is like I don't understand how that's legal And I can only imagine what it would be like In a Lancia Stratus With a with a, like a really hyper small dog Bouncing around in that tiny little cabin uh-huh. That's got to be horrendous
0: As you're constantly sideways everywhere Right,
1: yeah I'm, I'm assuming you'd just be dead within like Three blocks, <laughs> probably Alright, the second one Porsche 959 But you drive 10 miles an hour Under the speed limit everywhere you go you're always in people's way all right the last Whoa. one Volkswagen Phaeton W12 we're big fans of this car on the, pod, on the on the on this podcast but here's the thing you text every every drive you take you're texting constantly and you only park in handicap spots <laughs> you,
0: you don't have the handicap placard you're yeah, that no. douche that parks in handicap spots yep yeah
1: and you're not allowed to apologize or modify these behaviors in any way. You just, you own these behaviors.
2: <laughs> uh, as a resident of the DC metropolitan area, um, I cannot get anywhere in a timely fashion if I do not speed and drive like a jackass. So the Porsche is out just offhand. Like, wow. That's gotta be okay. Okay. So you're going. Yeah.
1: you're going for some
2: next-level bad behavior then, <laughs> it
3: sounds
2: like. Mm-hmm. So I guess, hmm, let me see. I kind of knew where I was going with this in the beginning, but I don't know. Let me see here. Parking and handicap spots. So DC parking enforcement is kind of shitty. So parking and handicap spots, that's going to get costly over time. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a risk I'm willing to take for you
0: to, to deal with.
2: But
1: you get to
0: drive and also repair a Volkswagen Phaeton (laughs) W12. This
2: is true, but is that better or worse than repairing a (laughs)
0: Lancia Stratus? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Dear Lord. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yet, can not tell you how much alcohol is in me? I almost said Dacia Sandero <laughs> <laughs> that, that needs to be a t shirt mm, for your podcast so, uh, right there. Uh, I think I got to go with the fuck the Phaeton and Mary Stratos, Just because can I drive fast enough to eject dog every time I drive so I have to get a new dog every trip. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So like,
0: yeah. That's, yeah. That's an interesting way to yeah, do that. You're welcome to try. Yeah. <laughs>
2: This week it's a chihuahua.
1: <laughs> I just like to think though that the dogs get progressively bigger. So like by week seven, you're like onto a Saint Bernard, and it just the whole car is Saint Bernard now.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. I,
2: I would I would Irish Wolfhound a dog on my left. I've
0: mean, got
3: go. that option. There you go.
2: I need more attention. I drive a Stratus, and I get out and I mount my Irish Wolfhound and I take it into the local Arby's because that's the sort of douche. I uh, yeah. there
0: you go I, I think you just won <laughs> fmk cars yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well done ike yeah, yeah so I, I, i'm very happy with that <laughs> so so let's go let's go ahead and give uh give our listeners the best places uh how to get a hold of you how to find you uh what do you what are the typical vectors you like to point people towards do all your plugs yeah plugs plugs mm-hmm.
2: Well, I'm just wondering how strict you guys are to the hour
0: time frame. Oh, not that's at all. No. <laughs> yeah. Go. We, we usually end up hitting it pretty closely. Yeah. But that's uh, that's accidental. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh-huh. See, see, I've had a recent trend on my podcast where I have absolutely no idea when to stop talking and I'm having fun. So uh, I'm that's where I'm at at the moment. Uh, yeah. Okay. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh,
3: that, I mean, that,
0: that just no. means that there's going to be a part two somewhere down the road. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, well, I'm I'm curious. So you guys, I I went through and I looked through all your podcasts. Now I'm in interview mode because that's how I get into it, obviously. But so you guys have, I I went through and I checked all your podcasts. It it seems to stick pretty well between like an hour and an hour, 15 minutes. But in my recent trend, I've actually had a podcast break the two-hour timestamp. So have you guys had an issue where you've gone way too fucking long and you've had to cut it up into multiple pieces or no no
0: good. we we did a, a special where uh listeners could submit their own fmk cars and we would just do that for an entire episode and we have we have a super listener awesome guy named james that is uh is local to us in denver here and he sent us the best fmk cars and he sent like three and a half pages of them like really well thought out intelligent stuff yeah and so i mean we we couldn't do it so we did some self editing as far as like trimming that down and now we have like we have i'm i'm tapping the commemorative james bowl of fmk cars that we keep in the blanket for just for when we when we want to read one on the show you know, so so yeah, just uh, just kind of keeping stuff like that. You know, it, it we haven't we haven't had any uh, issues. You know, yeah, and
1: mm-hmm. and I don't even think the hour the hour thing was ever a
0: conscious nope. decision it was just something we landed on I, I listened to tons of podcasts myself and, and a lot of things seemed to to clock in like a lot of the Earwolf stuff clocks in around that time but
3: I
1: mean
0: I, I don't I don't even think we were keeping track the first couple of episodes it just kind of that yep. was just
1: the, the rhythm of the conversation just yep. ended up being like that would yeah. you say we use
0: the rhythm method Ian we, we do use the <laughs> rhythm method yeah. good good Ian <laughs> yeah. and I you, yeah that's <laughs> should been, be on our podcast t-shirts. It's been pretty successful so far. <laughs> yep. No <laughs> babies between the two of us. No. Nope. Yep. Well, I'm just
2: curious how the sob's doing. Have you received any more letters about the Dakota hairbag recall? Like
3: what's
1: going on? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, yeah. no the 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 sob is doing fine. Um, you know, other than the normal uh,
0: Issues with that uh, with that engine. It, it, the, uh, it being one of six hundred cars in America. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I'm. So I I also recently have uh, a child. So I have a almost two year old, and I have uh, a Volkswagen R32. And my wife was like, well, we need a bigger car. So in my infinite wisdom, I flew to D.C., bought a Saab Turbo X uh, wagon and drove it home to Colorado because, you know, I wanted something reliable. So (laughs) I bought a Saab that there is only like 200 of them in the country. And uh, it's it's been an adventure.
2: Wait 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 wait! Is this a manual wagon by any chance?
1: No. So my wife refuses to drive stick shift. She can, she just won't. So oh, I had to okay. find an automatic.
2: Okay. We have way too similar lives going on now because I drove to I drove to Ohio to get my V7DR because I decided we needed a bigger wagon. Yeah. Like, is there is there a weird like car culture? But I looked at a Saab wagon in DC as a possible get, and it went. It went off the market before I could go look at it. Did you buy my sub? Did you buy my sub? I might have. When was that? Uh, it was about well uh, October. No, I got to do some quick math. It was August of last year.
1: Oh no, my I've had mine since April of 2014. Yep. But the, mm-hmm. the the Turbo Xs they go fast. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they. I think I looked for one for probably six months. And then I bought mine, I want to say, like, within a week of it being posted. Uh, on, and it wasn't, like, on AutoTrader or anything. It was just, like, on a Saab forum. Gotcha. Is it a 9.2X? No, no. So, the 9.3, so what they did, so the 9.2X is the the rebadged WRX. Yeah, that's a Subaru. Yeah. 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 Um, so, this is a 2008. It's a uh, It's a 9.3. And basically, what it is was, uh, it was Saab's first ever... Uh, in-house all-wheel drive um, uh-huh. so they did a special edition called the turbo x um, they imported 600 of them about half of those were sedans half were wagons um, and it had you know 280 ish horsepower from yep. the from the factory and it's got uh, it's actually the same it's a haldex four but it's the same drivetrain is like the buick srx and the lacrosse and stuff Uh, but it has like limited slip differential and all sorts of special big brakes and all that sort of stuff
2: Mm, i actually really like the sound of that i love those weird old savvy things like yeah
1: Yeah, we, we we definitely miss I mean uh, Dave Dave has a, an ng 900. Yeah. I have the the 93. We're we're fans of the weird quirky sobbiness and we think it's it's something that's missing in, in yes. car
0: culture now, No, know? Th- that is a badass wagon. I really like that wagon. If it was manual, <sighs> I would daily that thing all day. Yeah, the, the yeah. automatic
1: transmission is definitely the worst part about that car cuz it's not even a good auto auto box. It's, you know, some GM bullshit. Yeah. So
0: yeah. But but it's well executed. It, and it looks the business, man. It mm. looks
3: good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It, it,
2: it, I, don't, I, I absolutely like I, – I despise that Saab is dead. And I hate what happened with GM with the demise of – because there was a couple of brands I really liked back when I was first getting into cars. It was basically – I had a Saturn, and I really liked Saturns because I was a fanboy of the car I owned. And then Saab was like, "Oh, I really like Saab." And then Pontiac. And then yeah. what did they kill? It was like, "Oh, Saturn, Saab, Pontiac, go fuck yourself!" Like, ah.
1: I was kind of so hoping Saturn. we were about to get a rousing defense of Oldsmobile.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it has old right in the <laughs> name. <thing. laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, i don't know how Buick. oh i know how but it's the most bullshit reason ever oh buick we stick around because of the chinese market okay right like, just make it pontiac just keep a buick over in china and just call it pontiac here in the states and we'll all be happy I'm like not a chinese win like no that's ridiculous
0: i i once saw uh, one of the last pontiac g8 gxps and its license plate said extinct E X-T-I-N-C-T yeah I I thought that was very very well done yeah (laughs) No, do you,
2: do you, I cry a little bit every time I see a Saturn because I'm a former Saturn owner. I see, like especially, I only ever see him pulled over, which is the weirdest aspect of my life right now. But I always see Saturn ions pulled over. That's the only way I ever see him. Like, oh look, a Saturn ion, and yeah, it's pulled over.
0: You, but, you and Ian need to work together on creating this Spec Saturn race series. that I, He's yeah. wanted to get off the ground forever. I think
1: oh. a, I think an SL1 uh, Spec race would be fantastic. You could have. Uh, two classes: uh, dual overhead cam, single overhead cam would be your two classes. No power upgrades allowed. Yep. Stock exhaust. Stock exhaust. You got to do just just brakes, and suspension is all you're allowed, and safety equipment. That's all you're allowed to do. And I think it would be it would be the most entertaining shit ever. You just race on cart tracks. Oh my god! Yeah. Body damage wouldn't even be a problem. You yeah. Because it just bounce. They all just bounce <laughs> off each other. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the winner gets to set a Saturn Ion on fire because <laughs> those Aww. things were terrible.
2: Oh, I had an Ion. I put 250,000 miles on <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't,
1: I'm not a fan of the Ion. I like the SL1. The SL1 Aww. is closer to the Mirage, don't you think? Of like just uh, basic, the, the most basic expression of what a car can be that was what the Saturn was and they screwed it they screwed that brand up after they
2: brought out the ION Oh, they, they screwed up the brand by making it slightly nicer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, basically, but 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 because <laughs> because they were trying oh to be aspirational, God. that meant they were then con- they were oh. then competing against actual good cars. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm sorry, Saturn doesn't have to be a communist state. They're being aspirational. You get
3: set on the, fire.
0: The, the People's Republic of Saturn. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah,
2: there was there was a cult meeting going on. No, but. I'm all for spec center. They're uh, one of my favorite guests, and one of the reasons I partnered with the Right Foot Down guys. Don't tell them this. Um, this is vodka talking. Is Justin Hughes, which I had on, and one of my greatest laments is I lost an entire episode talking with this guy. We talked for like hour. Like, straight about just Saturn and like how much we missed our Saturns and how much, how awesome a Spec Saturn racing series would be and all these great things. And like, I would absolutely love so you, me, and Justin Hughes from RightFootDown.com, which we're partnered with now, we could set up a saturn spec racing series and that is one of my goals is that we don't have to you know what we can light on fire so saturn ion as like a compromise here we can light that horrible minivan they made for like a couple of years on the fire.
0: view the view is that what you're talking about no the, the that views, was a the the, crossover the views, yeah. The SUV. yeah that, they no made they a did make a and yeah it was a re was it a rebadged uh minivan i yeah. think so yeah. it
2: was was it the relay i think it was the relay the saturn oh, relay
0: yeah Th- yeah, that's a right.
2: that's a deep call and i remember i was at the dealership getting my saturn fixed i remember the guy you know how dealers always brag about certain aspects this is the first minivan with a built-in entertainment system like <laughs> woo like
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice
2: or standard it's entertainment system like, grasping at
0: straws now little, little <laughs> yeah. crt monitors yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, huh. uh, uh, it was absolutely uh, the relay was what killed Saturn that, that's all there is to it, like the view was bad the relay was worse, uh, let's just be honest here, and then it came out <laughs> with the sky which I liked. the sky yeah, because it was basically an Opal Speedster, which is awesome yeah. the Aura was a good car but it was basically just like another Opal eh, it's fine, but I don't know the relay. Whatever reason that thing just sticks with me, and I absolutely despise that. So we can go ahead and set the relay on fire every time we win. Like okay, so the winner gets to set that on fire, and then as the prize, you get to keep that little burnt chunk of crap as like your victory trophy.
0: <laughs> I like we'll that. Just, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'll start trolling Craigslist for trophies for the season. Yeah, I, I like wonder that.
2: if they even still exist because like Aztecs have this weird cheek like. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so crazy because it's an Aztec. like relays are a terrible car from a brand that had some really bad products. So are as much you, as I love Saturn. So do you think like, that
1: people are actually buying Aztecs ironically at this point? I bet they oh, are, 100, dude.:
2: 100 percent.
1: Oh, well, 100
2: percent. It is the hipster beard of the automotive world, is the Pontiac Aztec.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Pontiac Aztec, and then you get the tent kit that yeah, goes oh, out the I back of it. About the tent kit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. All right, Mike. Have, have Have either of you slept in a car? I'm just going to keep this going until you both shut me up. <laughs> <Have>
0: you <laughs> you slept I, I slept in a Pontiac Grand Prix once, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have yeah. slept in a car on multiple occasions, yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. What, what's the most comfortable car you ever slept in?
1: None, cause I'm six foot four. <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm five foot tiny, so I. Uh, um, Dave's also here, sick of hearing me talk about this car, but this is a car that I used to own. I had a '91 uh, Taurus
0: SHO. I'm not sick about the uh, of hearing about the SHO. Yeah, okay, all right,
1: yeah, yeah. So I had a '91 SHO, and I used to have to drive uh, to see my now wife like 16 hours each way, and I used to leave after work, so I would. Um, do that like once every six weeks so i would like drive as far as i could before i started falling asleep and then just pull over someplace and go to get a couple hours sleep and then finish the drive in the morning um and that car was surprisingly comfortable in the front seat was very cushy and nice what about you ike
2: uh i have slept in a wide variety of cars sadly uh
1: I like to think I, I, that you're just breaking into cars in the neighborhood and just like like <laughs> sleep you, testing them. That's all. your
0: test drive. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I, I have a very interesting background outside of the automotive world that one day I will be very happy to get into. But because of this weird background, I have slept in basically every car I've ever owned. So. Um, Saturn Ion not comfy. Um, <laughs> let me see here, Dodge Challenger not comfy. Even when you fold out the back seats and you try and lay in the trunk like a weird crazy person, <laughs> like you put the pillow like the seats don't fold flat, which is actually kind of better, but like you put the pillow up on top where like the headrest would be, but on the back of it, and you put your feet down to the trunk, uh-huh. it's just not comfy. There's too many. Sharp bits in it, and the back seat's not good, <laughs> and the driver's seat's not good. Um, <laughs> could I get Volvo, this bed
0: with more sharp bits, please?
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Volvo C30, good. I'm six foot two, so it was a bit cramped. Wow, but it was, yeah, it, it, well it was,
0: done. Yeah,
2: it, it was comfy. Like, you, you just curl up in the fetal position, and like, I was like conked out like that.
1: Were you just like, um, uh, we right before you fell asleep, tell me you were just thinking. These Swedes, they just think of everything. (laughs) They
2: use the space so efficiently. (laughs) I wish I could say that wasn't what I was thinking, but that was (laughs) actually what I was thinking. I was like, how did I get the racing seats to fold flat? This is awesome. But... (laughs) I, that was what the only weird thing about that car is everyone because it's got the big glass back roof and they have all this stuff where you can see in like you felt like you were very exposed when you were
0: at. <laughs> right and i sleep in the buff so let's do <laughs> 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 better get some tin on those windows yeah. or as my dad oh. says it's their fault for looking <laughs> <laughs> this is true i like
2: to sleep naked yeah uh, yep. um the v70r it was very hard to fall asleep in um I don't know why. Maybe just because it was older, but mm, like, just like I could never get comfy in the V70R. I have not had opportunity. Oh, a a Ford Fiesta sedan when you're camping and you absolutely hate camping is actually really comfortable okay.
3: <laughs>
2: but when you get the normal cloth sleet, seats in it it does cause a lot of rug burn so just like bring some like Vaseline because otherwise it just causes a lot of issues well now so. now it's getting weird
0: now, now, now it's getting now, weird now, now we're going to shut you down
1: <laughs> like, Skype's I like- having technical <laughs> difficulties all of a sudden
0: <laughs> I like that though I like that Ford you want to go camping can afford? Bring some vaseline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is well the
1: type of, uh, of of advice that is really missing from the modern car review.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. Well, it is. If if you say brief vaseline, you have to say it in the Mister Regular reviews. Bring Break vaseline. vaseline. Bring vaseline. Mean,
3: yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm curious. So the, when you guys do the interviews, I'm curious with the Jason Turchinsky thing. Do you guys write down questions, or how do you do it?
0: We we've so, got like a real rough list, and maybe we hit them, maybe we don't. We uh-huh. we just you know like we do with you. Uh, we let the conversation just develop as it does. Uh, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I
1: mean, if if we stuck to a a, a rigid. List we would never talk about you know Vaselineing ourselves
2: up in a Ford Fiesta, <laughs> and why would we deprive the world of
0: that? Exactly, exactly. Well,
2: I, I'm I'm curious. What what? Let's do a fire around here. Do you have any other questions there that you need to ask me? Uh, any on the list? I'm just I'm
1: I'm still fascinated by the 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 three liquor and one glass thing. Yeah, I'm still I'm still because I like I'm a whiskey guy. I like whiskey, but the
2: tequila. Vodka and whiskey In the one glass That's that's, It's fascinating I have Canadian whiskey
3: Okay I
2: have Mexican tequila Uh huh And I have Vodka From Russia So Basically, I have like a great trifecta. Like, I have like north of the border, south of the border, and I have like right across. Like, where Sarah, Sarah Palin can see. Just so do some like,
1: just put some sake in there, and you can do a whole Pacific Rim thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 well, I have like places you can see from American
0: borders, according to Sarah Palin. I like it. I like it. That's good. That's yeah. a good theme. Yeah. yeah, how do I turn that into an FMK cars?
1: Yeah, you yeah. could just call it the uh, the 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 Palin's binoculars. That's that's <laughs> yes. what it's called. <laughs> yes. That, See,
2: that Ian's good. good
0: with titles. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> uh, normally I just do the tequila and the. The Mexican tequila and the Canadian whiskey together. And that's actually quite good. And I just call that the border states.
3: I don't believe you. (laughs) 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 I
0: like that. I like that. Hey. Um, I can't think of any other questions I want to ask you. We would love to have you on again sometime though. Yeah. yeah.
2: I am going for the record here. Come on. You, <laughs> give, you, give me the longest podcast record. That's what I'm aiming for here.
1: <laughs> I think we're already there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, I, uh, I do think I do think it would be good. So we we kind of we're we're DMing back and forth on Twitter and maybe maybe we can kind of flesh this idea out since we're since we're spitballing here. We uh the idea of kind of forming a little network of, of people who are doing sort of similar things with their podcasts um, and starting to do exchanges. So instead of doing an interview show the next time, you know, just coming on for to talk about the regular things that we would normally talk about. Yep. Um, and I, I think it'd be fun to start doing a little bit of an exchange and a little bit of cross pollination yeah. using, using the skip yep. and, uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's my idea.
0: Cause if, if oh. people like our podcast, there's a good chance they're going to like yours and you know, and that, that street comes back the other way as well.
3: Right.
2: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well let, me, let me ask you, you guys ever listen to, well, I'll just go on plugging on our podcast here. I, I, I like you guys. I, I started listening today. And one of the greatest compliments I can pay is I listened to the latest episode, and I was laughing within the first 30 seconds.
0: Oh, thank for, you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got, you know, there, there are certain aspects of certain bits of car culture where, like, it, it, it's a weird thing. Like, not a lot of car culture people get comedy for yeah. whatever stupid reason. Yeah, that, like, that
0: was one thing we really talked to Torchinsky about, that that, that was so welcome from him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's I don't know I don't know why that's such a hard thing I don't know if it's because it's such a technical background that you have to be in to kind of like get cars or mechanics in general but like there's not a lot of cross pollination there between that but there's a couple of good guys out there that you know I'll give plugs to you know I know I'm supposed to be plugging myself but whatever um, Slipstream Media is another great guy, group of guys and uh, I'm not just plugging them because one of their guys is a fan of mine and was from the beginning but uh dusty over on slipstream and they have a great network to put together and then um the formula freaks is another group of guys and if you guys if anyone listening really likes uh formula one stuff or if you're into racing in general you should go listen to them because it's some great stuff from those two guys but i don't, I don't know like you guys are great and i, I absolutely adore Thank you. to you and it's one of those things where <laughs> this last week has been an absolute like crazy roller coaster for me but i i finally got to listen to about a half hour worth of your latest episode and it's I, you know i'm smiling and i'm laughing and i enjoy it and that's like i like the hot sob wagon talk well
0: thank you that means a lot to us so we, we really appreciate it mm-hmm. yeah
2: but uh, i don't know what to, i don't know if this is too inside baseball going on here but what what site host you guys
0: it, we like, host ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we oh. we do it all in house. We're oh. IT guys, so we uh, we hit it with the whole IT stick.
2: Oh, yep. holy crap! Like yep. that that takes an extra bit of special. So you guys get to see where everyone's looking at you from, right? Yep. So where? So besides, so you got a guy in Sweden. What's the weirdest? See, this is what these are sort of questions you should be asking me. I'm just saying, as an interviewer. Like, so, the weirdest, first, the weirdest place you guys have had like a listener
0: from a- Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. We had South a, Africa. we had a, like a, a weird
1: run of people from South Africa yeah. for uh, cool. a little bit there. Yeah. Um, and we have, we get consistent one or two downloads every episode from South Africa. Yeah. Hmm.
2: What? Hmm. See, I, I like the South Africa. thing. I have a one listener. Bosnia Herzegovina. Whoa! All right. Yeah,
1: yeah. That, that, ours are mostly English speaking countries, except for except for Jonas in Sweden. And I think there's. I mean, we get a couple of ep- a couple of downloads every every episode from from Sweden. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I think because I posted stuff. I post stuff in the in the uh, the
0: Saab groups on Facebook every and, once in a while, and their English is actually better than ours. Well, yours (laughs) anyway, Missouri. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, 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 the weirdest thing is if you look up military bases and you figure out where the military base is, right. Oh, okay. That's where our listener's from, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because he started, or he or she started, like early and often, like it was like maybe episode seven. I was like, why do we have one listener from, like, it's like, oh, everyone's from America, except for this one person in Bosnia, Herzegovina, and we've had thailand china and a couple of other really random places but oh, they, those
0: are I just people know. on tour yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you have you had fans reach out from those places have you heard from them
2: no that, that that's what i'm really weird about i keep talking about this guy from bosnia i want him to reach out to us yeah I I, I I should probably i don't know i haven't done maybe a great job if i keep bringing him up in a couple episodes i get to send so the So the episode I have you guys on, because I'm going to do that, because we talked about that, and I don't care if you guys still want to announce that, but I'm going to announce that. We're going to have you guys on our side. And I'm going to bring that up on that episode. You guys are in charge of reminding me because I'm way
3: too
0: drunk to what the hell's going on right now. All right. If only we were recording this for some kind of medium that could be digested at a later date when we sobered up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. That'd be fantastic.
1: (laughs) Dave's going to wake up. You have no idea. You think you're the only one who's like in a stupor right now, but Dave is going to wake up tomorrow in just like a pile of taffy wrappers. (laughs) Just what
3: happened? My kidney. <laughs>
1: He's gonna have Vaseline And just the imprint of a fiesta seat On his body
3: What's yeah. happening? It's
0: like that movie Hangover. Mike Tyson's gonna show up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
2: Well, well, so what, what's the drink of choice this evening? That I guess. So I,
1: I have a beer. Usually I have whiskey, but I have I have beer tonight. Yeah. Uh, I I had decaf
0: espresso because that's how I roll. Yeah. Dave. Yeah.
1: Dave. Dave goes for the the sweeter
0: things in life, and uh-huh. by which I mean actual sweets. Yes. Taffy. Yes. Ian brought me taffy back from San Francisco because he knows I love taffy. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's about it. Uh,
2: I I just try I I remember hearing the thing that like somehow taffy makes hangovers worse, but like or sweets make hangovers worse, not taffy in particular.
3: Yeah. Okay, but,
2: <laughs> so good luck with that.
1: I believe uh, that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. No, I don't know. So I don't know. I'm I'm in weird interview mode right now. So what what is the? Do you guys have a weird pre show? ritual
0: yes just make out (laughs) no we uh room tone yeah we we make very direct and lewd gestures at each other while we get room tone for uh when i do the post-processing and and do the uh, noise cancellation later Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but you guys you guys record a couple episodes all at the same time, right? Uh, every now so, and
0: then. Normally, we'll do once a week. Yeah. yeah. So tonight, oh, okay. tonight
1: we did two episodes. Uh, but usually we just do once a week. Uh, because it's usually you know not that bad to get together once a week. So. Yeah. Yeah. We live close by, so yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Gotcha. So the the thing is, and I'm keeping you a little longer than normal, so I'm curious about this. So how how, like I've learned a little bit like how to loosen the throat and like you know make it so you don't. That sounds really weird, but make it so you don't really have like a really chap voice the next day. Like you guys don't have like a weird routine to do that.
0: Oh no, we we just yell plenty, and then we just deal with whatever we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of episodes
1: uh, because again, I have a small child. I've been sick a lot <laughs> the last, yes. you know, six yes. eight months because he start, he just started school. So uh, yeah, there's been a lot of episodes where I sound like fucking dog shit. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what the whisk is for.
2: Yeah. This is true. i I have found the alcohol helps i don't know what it is. <laughs> the alcohol helps a lot, and again, when I do my weird show ritual, so and again, because this is my show, so fuck it so I, I come home <laughs> I come home from the day job and then me and the wife and the little child hang out, and then like you know, I normally record ten thirty my time, which is seven thirty Pacific which is like eight thirty your time because right. it's like weird mountain time, so <laughs> yep. we 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 do all this thing and i one of the things I do is I make it a point to, and it's become, I used to be back before it was a weekly thing. I would make sure a week out I would sing every day on the way home in the car. So, you know, you loosen up the voice, you get it all stretched out, and then, like, because I sing loud as hell. So, and I'm not good at it. So, don't, yeah. So, it's become a thing now where I definitely sing every night coming home, but I come home, I hang out with the wife and the child, but I have to make myself an alcoholic beverage. I just slurred the shit out of that. <laughs> I go up. So I grab that, I I drink something slightly alcoholic, and then I grab myself a water, I go up and I, you know, pop the top and I drink it but while I'm doing the podcast. And I it, it tends to help and I've had interviews go, yeah, you know, a couple hours and I'm trying to think who's the longest going on now. Um I've had a couple ooh, have you guys had an interview where you just where you had to delete or edit a whole bunch of stuff?
3: Yes. At all? Yes. Ooh.
0: Uh, well I mean it, it wasn't something that we took out uh, intentionally it was um, Ian coughing all the time <laughs> oh, when he was yeah. sick yeah, yeah just the other week yeah just yeah. stuff like that yes yeah.
1: well and, and we lost like our first big uh, interview sorry Dave for bringing it up oh, damn it our first big interview was Mr. regular uh, and it wasn't that long it was like what like three four weeks ago yeah the and, recorder uh, filled up the record <laughs> the recorder filled up uh, we didn't notice it. So we lost like what, fifteen minutes? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, something fifteen twenty. Yeah. So that that was a, that was a pretty big disappointment, but um but yeah, other than that, everything's gone pretty smooth. Yeah, we uh, we'll always find some kind of way to almost mess it up. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. All right. How all right, How awesome is Mister Regular as a guy? Like he's amazing, right? Yes. Like, the the name doesn't do it justice. All right. So have. First of all, you guys need to go ahead and interview Travaris, who has interviewed other people. But you need to listen to his interview with Mr. Regular, and it will make you feel real inept as podcasters. Because he goes on this tirade about how – and I find myself doing it a lot. And this is kind of a weird question for you guys. But it's – has anyone pointed out your little foibles when you do the podcast? Like for me – and I just did it there – Everyone points the. I have been pointed out that I say like way too often. Uh,
0: Oh no! No one's done that to us, but we've been critical of ourselves. Yeah, mm. because we listen to our own episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I find the stuff that annoys me (laughs) overuse of um stuff like that. Yeah,
2: Mr. Regular has a great tirade on people who do car reviews. Who don't understand proper use Of like a thesaurus Which is why I have been trying my damnedest To learn other words Besides great, fantastic And amazing <laughs> Okay, Which has not been great for me like, I, okay. obviously You mean it I'm hasn't been for about, you, you know, All the fantastic <laughs> other words <laughs> well, Hasn't been wonderful? No, it hasn't been wonderful Oh, that's a new one I didn't write that down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, Ike. I, we're wrapping it up. <laughs> we're yeah, because you
2: gotta save some. Yeah,
1: we're, we're, we're coming we on, your on your show. Your show.
0: L- one L- of th- one of them drunk and one of them taffy addled. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, li- listen. I got. A, I have a whole bunch of questions for you. And I got thirty some episodes to go through for you guys for questions. So I'm not concerned about that at all. <laughs> 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 but no, uh, I do I don't know. So. Let, let me. Let me. All right. If one. Podcast, you get one me, more. Let me end it by asking you. Are the recorders full? So we're just done. almost. All right. Let me. Let me ask like a question of you guys. So what yeah. is the. What is the end goal with your podcast going on here? Like, are you guys trying to get a hold of press cards? You're trying to go get a hold of like interviews, or like, what is the ultimate goal? I'm not saying like money. No, no, no. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, we actually talk about that from time to time. And and Ian, I'm going to tee it over to you because I think you can explain it very well. Explain your perspective, and then I'll explain like kind of my take on it.
1: Okay. So so my my goal for the podcast is is to do kind of what we were talking about before. I want I want to be able to give our podcast to my non-car friends and have them ha- gain an appreciation for cars. That's that's my goal for what we're trying to do. My selfish goals are press cars yeah. and um, and uh, sponsorship to enable us to go racing, essentially. Yeah. Because I'm not quite, I can't, I don't quite have enough money to do
0: that reliably on my own. So that's 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 my that's my right. plan. So so to back up, is Ian's goal of sponsorship. A, my my goal is sponsorship for Ian to go racing, because there's <laughs> there is actual talent there as much as Ian is going to uh, bat. My that. other goal is to get, have Dave stop complimenting me uh, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So one of us is actually in touch with. Communicating about feelings. The other one isn't. Um, that's a whole nother goal that's, that you should probably have in therapy, Ian. Probably. Uh, um, so well, my my goal for the podcast is just to have a platform where Ian and I can have guests and have these kind of passionate discussions, and just have this place that we set aside for for just. Preserving this kind of time and and dedicating this energy towards yeah I, I, I love it this, I mean this is the kind of these are the kinds of conversations that Ian and I had before we started podcasting we would hang out and talk about this kind of stuff and and that's that's how it came about and I am very appreciative of what we have
1: and I, and honestly my favorite thing that that we do with this is. I love writing the descriptions after the epi- after yes. we, re- we record the episodes. I put probably more care and feeding into the iTunes descriptions than uh, than I really should. But uh, that's like my little creative outlet because we're yeah. both we're both IT guys, so we're both doing technical shit all day, and it's not very much fun sometimes. So
0: yeah, we need that creative outlet. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
2: <laughs> so, that is. That is literally my least favorite thing about doing podcasts: is <laughs> writing the damn descriptions afterwards. I have a lot I, of fun
0: with it. Yeah, just uh, just PayPal Ian twenty bucks an episode. It'll do it for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you could
1: pay me. You could pay me in a uh, Palin binoculars. <laughs>
0: there you go. All, all right, Ike. How do people find you on the inner tubes? All right, all right. So,
2: a couple of ways you can find me. You go. to... To Google and just search Untitled Car Show, that's a very easy way to do it. Nice. But we are on Right Foot Down, so if you go to rightfootdown.com, it's all one word, and search and just we pop up there on the front page. It's a great site. We're in partnership with them. It's very easy to just find us there. To find the website link directly, or I'm sorry, the podcast link directly, you just Untitled Car That's the way to get a hold of me there. I'm on Opposite Lock. I'm on Twitter at Untitled Car Show. You can send me the email. If you like what the hell I say and you want to be on the show and talk to me and tell me I'm a dumbass or whatever, Untitled Car Show at com. That's the way to get a hold of me directly. Um, I'm trying to think what else I need to plug here. Um, go to right Down. Listen to them. Um, Cobb Tuning gave me a whole bunch of free shicks, so go support them. So Nice. Yeah, that's basically nice. exactly it. it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome, so, man.
2: Yeah. Well, and thanks for having me on, guys. It was it was a fantastic little conversation here. Yeah. I'm Sorry, the recorder getting full. No,
1: it's, <laughs> no. We had a we had a fun time. Yeah. yeah. We're just we don't know what to do with someone who actually wants to talk to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's awesome, and and I'm really excited about what the future holds for both of us. Yeah, for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Like you got you guys are great, and I and as long as the recorder's not full, I'll say, you know, there are certain podcasts I listen to, and I actually enjoy listening to them. And you guys are one of them. And I can sense great things for you in the future. And there are some awesome. people who are great at doing what they do. And you guys are one of them. Awesome. Uh, thank you
3: so much. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And when you guys get more rich and famous than me, just remember me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. We will burn very, very many Saturn relays in your
2: honor. That's yeah, all I care about. I'll
3: burn them all.
0: <laughs> all right. So, all right. Uh, thank you, yep. Ike, so much. Yeah.
1: Thank you. All right. All right, talk to you later.
3: Bye-bye.